Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. You're listening to last week's episode. If you want to listen to this week's episode, then become a patron by visiting my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash LLLpodcast, where patrons can get day one access to new content, show merchandise, and a bunch of other fun things. If you can't become a patron today, there are still plenty of other ways to support the show. Wherever you're listening, make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating and a review. Reviews and ratings add up and can help the show gain more visibility. If you become a patron, like our new patrons, Linda and Michael John McLean, I'll give you a special shout-out on the show and in the show notes. And to become a patron, again, visit www.patreon.com slash LLLpodcast. That's triple L podcast. My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Well, hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. I'm Jake McLean, your host. Uh, with me on the show today, my friend Hannah. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, uh, Hannah, obviously we know each other. Yes. Uh, we go way back. <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you just uh, jump right in uh, and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, as Jake said, my name's Hannah. Uh, I graduated from Monmouth, which is where I met Jake, but I graduated in 2018, but I spent another year at Monmouth doing a post-baccalaureate program. Uh, so I got to spend more time than I would have with Jake otherwise. Uh, but now I am going to grad school in the fall. So I'm really pumped for that. Move into a bigger city, move into Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, I I come from a small town, so it's really it was like Monmouth was kind of a stepping stone from being like from to getting to a bigger city. Um, and yeah, I'm into art on the like stuff like that. Uh, I'm not so much like a. I'm a more of a humanities person than anything else. So, yeah. Yeah, great. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit? So you mentioned that you're from a small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, how small is the town? Uh, so, like, the population that you'll see on, like, the the town sign on the town limits uh, is 4,500 roundabout. Um, but, like... But a lot of it is people that live in the country. So we have a lot of farmers and stuff like that. But I'm a total townie. Like, I live <laughs> surrounded by houses. Like, if I look out my window, all I see is a sidewalk and a road and two houses. Uh, so it's like, I'm not that person that's, like, got a horse in the back or whatever. So <laughs> Just going down the old town road. <laughs> basically um but so i think that it's like when people when i say i'm from a small town it's like it's just it's different just by like the amount of things that i was able to do growing up like mm-hmm. 
what's fun. Uh, I'm going to sit in my living room and watch a bunch of movies or I'm going to ride my bike. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think, and I think that's also compounded by the fact that I am an only child. Um, and all of my friends, uh, like, I think I was the only, only child in my grade. So it wasn't like I was like bursting with other people to play with. Um, so I got, I'm more of a person that enjoys doing things by myself because I know, I know what I want to do. So I'm just going to do it. And then when I try to, when other people try to like come in and play with me, I'm like, no, that's not how you play house. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, It's not your way. It's the, it's the highway. Basically. But I've gotten better at like stepping back and being like, okay, just because that's not how you would do it doesn't mean that people can't do it that way. Sure. Um, so that was something that came about, but, um, but then I wasn't totally isolated because both of my parents worked full time. So, uh, when I was like super young, I started going to daycare. So, uh, which was like literally right down the hall from where my mom worked. So if I ever was like, mom, I could just like run down the hall and interrupt her work day. But, um, but so I did grow up with like a bunch of kids around me. It was just when I got home, I was like sitting in my Barbie car in the living room watching Thumbelina. Like that was cloud nine for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I was surrounded by all the same people growing up, like same people in kindergarten as I graduated with. Um, I graduated with 66 people in my class, um, I mean, we started with about like 80, but 66 graduated if like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it was it was interesting, like the way that my school worked, because we didn't have like if you think of like a stereotypical small town, you think of like them having like ag programs and stuff like that. But we we weren't like that at all. We didn't have a, an ag program, but uh but we did have a bring your tractor to school day for homecoming week. So that was interesting. Um, bring your tractor to school day. Yeah. Some kids would like bring the the big honking ones to school and some road lawnmowers. I'm like, can we just not do this today? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when I tell people from big schools about that, they're like, what that's some yeehaw <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then uh, but yeah growing up and being around the same people all the time um and like my school was weirdly focused on the arts like every a lot of people's favorite teacher was our art teacher um and uh we have this like the art my town has this like big event in September called Paint the Town where uh squares are drawn on the main street and then people can buy a square and then paint whatever they want in it. So like that's like our big event during the year. So I think that really influenced how our school is like run cuz a lot of, we do a lot of stuff for that event. Um but uh I heard this stat about my class that like 10% of us went on to art schools or like did some art related thing. 
So I think that was, that's just like interesting to think about that such a small school could produce so many artists, uh, which you don't, I don't, I feel like that's not something that like high schoolers in particular are encouraged to be. Mm. It's like, go be an accountant or like find something else that's super stable. But like as kids are like, no, we're repressed and bored. So we're going (laughs) to. We're going to paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, so the, how did you find out about Monmouth from your small town living and uh, kind of what made you consider Monmouth? Sure. Well, okay. So my, my parents, uh, this is totally long winded way to say this, but my parents met in high school. So they're like high school sweethearts. that whole thing but um but they're both from Alito which is like 40 30 minutes away from Monmouth and so when I started doing the whole college thing um all my grandparents were like stay close to us never leave us and I'm like this is really aggressive um but they they wanted me to go to Monmouth so they were or well they suggested that I look into it not trying to be like you have to go here. So, so maybe um, strongly encouraged or like a guilt trip almost. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like free laundry. <laughs> and I was like, true. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so yeah, I was like, I guess whatever. I'll look at the, at the website and it was a good website. I really do like hold a lot to a, a college's website. If like I can't navigate it or if it looks really bad I'm gonna be like sorry can't I can't do this I can't go somewhere with this website um and then so then I did the whole come to campus thing and I think a lot of Monmouth students have have that thing where they step on campus and they like look around and they're like yep this is it like I don't need to go anywhere else like I'm not gonna find somewhere like as beautiful as this um all those brick buildings like really got to me Uh, (laughs) And I went during the summer, so it like it was green and beautiful and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have a bone to pick with this tour because I think they took me on all the ways that didn't have stairs. I don't know how they did this, but they <laughs> took me on a tour that had minimal stairs. And then I went there and I had <laughs> 5,000 flights of stairs to <laughs> climb every day. <laughs> and I was like, this was not in the tour or the brochure. I'm so mad. <laughs> got some good calves out of it though so I'm okay with it um so but yeah so then I stepped on campus I like did the whole tour uh did Gavin do you I talked to Gavin yep uh he talked about Scotland and I was like hell yeah let's go um so I don't know it was just a lot of things and then I met Stacy Lotz and she is still my home girl I love her so much um so it was just like I was meeting all the right people. I was like, I was, I was able to picture myself there. So I was like, cool, uh, this is it. Um, I did apply to like four other colleges that were around the same size and like all of that, but none of them, none of them were ones that I immediately was like, yes. Um, 
it did come down between Monmouth and Knox, though, so that was that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. uh, you picked yeah. the right school then, right? <laughs> in another life, I would have gone to Knox, to be honest, but in yeah. this one, I did. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, because the reason, another reason why I would have gone to Knox um, was because my dad's friend, his brother-in-law, works there. He's he was one of the basketball coaches, but. Um, we always called him Buzz because he looked like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> like, strangely accurate. <laughs> looked like Buzz Lightyear. Um, but, but yeah. And, and also, I was getting, um, when I was th- thinking about schools, I also was thinking about sports because, which is weird for me to say now because I'm totally out of the sports game. But, um, Cause in high school I was like super into softball and like, I was like, we can do this. You're, you're possibly good at it and it's fun to do. Um, but as I like went along in high school, um, started to not be fun anymore. Uh, cause I was a senior getting passed up by freshmen to get on the field. And I'm like, I'm not like, that sounds, I don't know. It sounds I feel like it sounds bad, but I was like, I'm not here to just warm up a pitcher. Like I'm, I want to play, like I'm here to play, not to sit on the bench. So I quit softball, which means that I wasn't going to do it in college. So, um, and I needed to keep my PE waiver. So, um, (laughs) I did track. I threw shot and discus, which was really fun. And then I was, I was doing this. I'm like, why didn't I do this my entire high school career? Like I could have been such a chill person. <laughs> I was so, cause I was so stressed in, uh, from softball. Like it was fun. Cause that's what all my friends were doing. But like the actual act of playing it was and mm-hmm. like the politics of it were just bonkers. So, um, because my, my town, we like the people, the kids before me were somehow super good at sports, like winning state and softball and in football. And so it was just in my class was not good at sports. We were the downfall of our town's sports leagues. <laughs> our class was just the disappointment. It's fine. We, we knew it. We knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, we barely tolerated each other. So that was fun. Um, it was it was interesting to look back on it um but but yeah Monmouth was just a place where nobody from my school was going to so I was like all right I can reinvent myself um and then also it which I didn't really do because I can't not be who I am so I didn't reinvent myself at all I just became more me I guess Mm -hmm, you could mm -hmm, say mm um which was aided by the fact that I joined Alpha Z. Um, I really did like the whole idea of doing a sorority or fraternity because my dad was in one. Um, and I mean, he didn't have the best experience, but like, cause he was in the same fraternity as his brother and his brother-in-law. Um, uh, no, but he, um, but yeah, he was in a fraternity. So I was like, that's cool. Like, and um that's something that I want when I'm in college is like a place to go and people like 
an established network that I can try to like put my way into and find friends through. Mm -hmm. So that's why like I signed up for for rush week before I even got on campus. Like I was like, we're going and we're doing this because I know nobody and I need to find somebody or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. to attach myself to. So um, well, because I did an overnight visit to Monmouth too, and and during that time they did um, people stayed in like Greek houses, so I stayed in the Pi Fi house. So I went into Rush Week thinking I was going to be at Pi Fi, um, just because that was the only people that I knew, and I was like, cool, like yeah. they nice. Uh, but then like I got to Alpha Z, and like I was just clicking with everybody, and I was like, oh man this is it like mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere else so mm-hmm. um I only bid for Alpha Z and oh Billy Billy Bernard was like do you know what you're doing do you understand what you're doing <laughs> I'm like yes I'm fully aware <laughs> um so we're supposed to discourage people from doing that but I was like well I'm that's the only place I'm gonna go so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna try and swindle anybody mm-hmm. um but yeah, so then I got into Alpha Z and I feel like I just met so many different people and uh, in different ways of thinking and going about life that I was like, I can, I can mold myself to, to be who I want to be. Like, I don't have to prescribe to the way that my town thinks that life should be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and stuff like that. So it was Alpha Z was probably the best thing about Monmouth in my time there. I mean, I lived in the house for as long as I could. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think as I've grown older, the like the principles of Alpha Z have become more dear to me. Because when I first started, I was just like, oh, these are words and like, and all this other stuff. But then like you start to like think about them more and you start to like see the way that people live them out, especially like Rhonda or Karen, um, uh, our chapter advisor. So like, especially Rhonda, like seeing the way that she can imbue Alpha Z into her life without explicitly stating that mm-hmm. it's from Alpha Z um, is something that I like really enjoy and like try to emulate because the like final three things in our one of our symphony or in our symphony is courage, graciousness, and peace. So and like that's something that I've tried to like bring into my life more, trying to be more courageous and just be gracious and peaceful. And I think that's helped me a lot in like with my anxieties about going through life too. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of self doubt about things. So, I mean, I'd come to you before and be like, should I even apply to this? Because I don't think I'm even qualified. And But then you have to be able to, like, have the courage to do it and, like, courage in yourself and, and all that stuff. And then and then going into it in a way that you, you, re- you recognize that you're afraid and you recognize your doubts. But, like, that those can't stop you from taking on that courage and just doing it and not being a freak about it. Like just peacefully do it. You can do it. It's Mm -hmm. fine. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, I really, I really, I resonate with your uh, fraternity shorty life experience. 
uh, because I think it was, uh, for me, I think it was about uh, finding the people that could, like, gas me up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so that later I could gas myself up. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yes. yeah. I totally get that. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, while at Monmouth, uh, you went abroad. I did. Uh, Oof. And, that was good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, tell us about that experience. Uh, so I did multiple abroad trips with Monmouth. Um, the first one was to Greece and I try to get my way back there all the time cause I just love it so much. Um, but yeah, my first trip of abroad. Wow. Sorry. I tripped over that. My first trip abroad was to Greece and, um, that was just amazing. Um, the lifestyle, like the speed, the, the weather all super great. So then I was, I mean, since I was in like seventh grade, I've known I wanted to like get out of the U S and travel and do a study abroad type thing. So I was trying to, trying to take any chance that I could of going abroad and studying abroad. Um, so sophomore years when I went to Greece and to Paris and Amsterdam to the Greece was a spring break trip. Then Paris and Amsterdam was an after graduation trip. Um, and those were two very different trips in the sense that, I mean, location obviously, but like the vibe of our group and, um, and how I went about traveling in them was different um because in Greece I was with people that I knew uh like already and we were pretty good friends so um it was a lot more like it felt a lot more like a vacation um just because it was like we're all here in Greece and we're traveling around and it was great um but the Paris and Amsterdam trip I didn't know anybody else going in I just knew that I wanted to go um and I wasn't going to let any, like me not knowing anybody stop me from doing that. Um, so I went on this trip. I had a roommate that I like didn't know. I was like, hi, meeting you for the first time. We're going to room together in these different countries for a week and a half. So that'll be interesting. Um, and, uh, but, and it was, it was interesting because I wasn't clicking with the people my age because I was just like these like we'd go to museums and I'd be like, you're not going the pace that I want you to go. So I would just like veer off from the group and do my own thing everywhere basically. But, um, yeah, a lot of that was just me experiencing all the things that we had together because we were more of a loose group than in Greece. Like we weren't, uh, clinging to each other as much. So I had a lot of my own experiences in Paris, um, which was neat because I had my birthday in Paris and uh that was fun because we walked around the gardens and then I got like 12 macaroons and then I went back to my hotel and watched French quiz shows and ate my macaroons and I was like this is the best birthday ever because the day before we had gone to the Louvre and so my feet were aching and I was like I just want a nap and so I did and it was the best birthday ever um <laughs> uh yeah so um and on that trip, uh, I met uh, Dr. Myers. Um, well, I had known her before, but I met, I got to know her more and her parents. Her parents, Susan and Glenn, are the best. I love them so much. Um, <laughs> uh, I've always been that kid that like 
gravitate gravitated towards the adults more just because that's who I was around all the time when I was younger. So I felt like I would like I connected more and could talk more to the adults mm-hmm. than I did to the kids. Um, but yeah, that's just from being around adults my whole life. Um, yeah, so then that was in sophomore year. And then the next year, junior year, I spent uh, a semester in Latvia, which when I would tell people that, they'd be like, where? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, it's, and then I'd, uh, I would try to say, oh, it's like the Baltics. And they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, it's next to Russia. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, so it was it was a game of geography for people. Um, but the reason why I even chose to go there, well, because I did ICEP, so you can like choose a bunch of different places to go and they place you. Um, and Lafayette was probably like my third option, I think. Um, and I kind of applied to it as more of a joke than anything because my great grandma's neighbor, Arnold, was from Lafayette. And he was like the crazy neighbor that you're like, how is this person even real? Um, so I was like, oh my God, where I want to see where Arnold's from. Um, and then I got my placement that I was in Lafayette and I immediately called my dad and I was like, you will never guess where I'm going for a semester. And he's like, where? And I'm like, Lafayette. And he's like, no way. <laughs> That's so random. Um, and I was like, well, it's happening. Uh, so I went, um, and I had, like, the time of my life. It was great. Um, mostly, and I think it was mostly how, like, the program was set up. Um, because, like, the way that Europeans approach school is different. And uh, because it, I only had classes Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and sometimes Thursday. So it was more of like I was living there and going to school rather than going to school and living there. Like the emphasis was different. I had a lot more free time and a lot less homework and than I do at Monmouth. So I was able to travel around the region a lot um, and able to like feel like how it was to live there. Like I felt like I was living there. Um, mm. So... That, so that was like really cool and it sometimes I would like it would catch me up I was just like oh wait you're not like a citizen here like you can't just um, say you're from Lafayette. Um but yeah it was just it was just a really neat time to like be able to see how I could live on my own and how my uh, like how I go about life, I guess that wasn't in America just because it's like so different, this like lifestyles and the rhythms, I guess. Um, well, cause I talked to, I was talking to Mary Kate, uh, who's been on this podcast before she was my roommate, uh, senior year. And she was like, I, she was telling me how she like, doesn't know how I live my life because I don't have a schedule. Like I don't live my life. <laughs> on a schedule and I don't have routines. I like can't keep them up. Um, uh, so it was interesting, like, cause in, in Riga was, which is the capital of Latvia. Um, I, I felt like I had more of a routine because I was like, Oh, 
this is when I go to the grocery store and this is when I go to the market and um, this is because and this is when I have to get on the bus to go to go anywhere um, I don't know it was just I liked it a lot because I felt like I was settling into myself um, and I was meeting people from different places like my two best friends from there that I met in Latvia, um, Federica, who's from Italy, and then Pong, who's from China. Um, I still talk to Pong. We're pen pals on email. It's really cute. Um, she, the way that she emails is so eloquent, and it like pierces my heart every time that she talks to me, just because the way that she talks is just so sentimental and emotional. And I'm like, oh my god, Pong. Uh, but uh, Federica and I, um, we we're both very low maintenance people, and um, we met in our Latvian language class, and then figured out that we were roommate—not uh, roommates, but we figured out that we were neighbors in our dorm. Uh, so we were like, okay, now we have to hang out like every other day now because we're near each other and it works. Um, there was one time we went to the beach. Um, which that was great. I could take the bus to the beach. Can never do that in, in the States. Um, not in the Midwest. At yeah, least. not in the Midwest. So, uh, but yeah, one time we, we went to the beach and uh, we started talking about our towns and uh, we started to like draw the grids of our towns out in the sand and we'd be like, this is where my house is and then here's the railroad. And And it was just really interesting to like, that's like my favorite types of conversations when you just get so like in depth and minute about a subject and, um, and you're like, wow, I never like would think that somebody would play in a city like that. Like that just seems bonkers. Um, but she's from a super, like from a small town in the mountains of Italy, like in the Northern part of Italy, Italy. Um, and I think she said that the closest like big city was Milan. Uh, so that was, it was, she'd be like, oh, I had to go to Milan to go to the movies or anything like that. Um, and be like, that's, that's a wild sentence to say to me anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, then she brought up her town's Wikipedia page and I was like, nice. Like we were like trading Wikipedia pages <laughs> about her town. Um, but she was cool. She was going to school for translation. So she was taking like German, Russian, English and spoke obviously Italian. But um, but that was just it was just interesting to meet like so many people from so many different places. Um, like our first one of our first nights there. Um, some oh, what's this guy? Where was he from? I know his roommate was from Serbia. Can't remember where this guy was from. But they were like, whole floor hanging out, let's go. So um, so then we all like just like crowded in the in the hallway and we we're just talking to each other because everybody was from somewhere different. Like there was uh, Serbians, Chinese people, um, French, Italian. There was a lot of Italians actually, um, which was weird. And then uh, then th- but there was only me and one other girl that were from america um so uh there was this there was this guy there was two uh, a guy and a girl they were from poland 
and they came up to us and they were asking us questions about America and they started asking us about like do you know all the capitals of like the states and I was like yeah we had to learn them in fourth grade <laughs> like we had to get tested on them so then they started testing us on the capitals they're like what's the capital of California <laughs> like Sacramento <laughs> um but it was also disheartening because my my roommate was the other American and she kept on getting them wrong <laughs> and I was I was like no Christina it's Sacramento like I'm not gonna fight you on this but please believe me <laughs> <laughs> that and that set the tone for our whole relationship where because she was from Texas but went to school in Arkansas so it was a lot of like they our friends would ask us questions about America and we both have completely different answers and then right, we right. like not argue but like go back and forth on it and and because uh, one time she tried to say that Southerners were the nicest people in America, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Their niceness is condescending. <laughs> it's not actual niceness. Have you been to Iowa? Like that's that's what they're known for." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just. Oh, excuse me. I uh, <laughs> got, got another perspective on this. Yeah, basically. So, so then our yeah. friends would just like, like lean back and watch us Americans like squabble. <laughs> Gosh. So, uh, if you, uh, like looking back and thinking about your, uh, abroad experience, uh, and then coming back to the States, uh, and the time since, uh, what, how would you describe that like transition back? Um, it was okay. But the thing about me is that I'm pretty adaptable, so it was pretty smooth, but, um, the like the biggest thing for me to get over was um like when you're in a place that doesn't speak your language like you tend to get this like white noise bubble around you and you instantly perk up when you hear somebody speak your language um so then when i came back to the states and everybody spoke english I was like, I have to pay attention to everybody. Like, it was it was like an onslaught onto my senses to not have this like wall of white noise that I could just tune out. It's like I mm -hmm. understand everybody now. Uh, so that was just like weird mm -hmm. to get back into. I mean, I've since adapted, but it's like uh, no. But then another thing to get back into was the food. I, I ate so healthily in Latvia just because the food that they have is just, mm -hmm. I like, I ate a lot. There's no other option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I was also just craving nacho cheese and milkshakes for the, like the last like two months. Cause they didn't, their milkshakes there were very thin here. They are very thick and I wanted a thick milkshake. So, <laughs> uh, my first, meal back in the states was portillo's so of course i got cheese fries and a chocolate cake shake and i was like yes i am back <laughs> <laughs> the official welcome back meal basically yeah uh, portillo's is not a sponsor of the podcast no but they did get a new one in davenport and i'm like hell yeah they did <laughs> I haven't uh, Haley, Haley and liz ate there this past weekend i think uh i did not partake because uh, I don't yet understand the magic that is Portillo's, so 
nice. Uh, yep. The chocolate cake shake is mind blowing. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so coming back was 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 like kind of it was interesting because I had I felt like I had a lot more more mobility in Latvia just because I was in a bigger city so I had buses and trains that I could take everywhere but here I'm in a town surrounded by cornfields and I have to rely on my car to get anywhere which I didn't have a car at that point so I had a and my parents both worked so they both took their cars and so I'm like stuck at home waiting to like go just stuck yeah just waiting is basically what I was yeah. doing yeah so, uh, outside of the abroad experience, uh, finishing up your last year of undergrad at Monmouth, mm -hmm. you couldn't get enough of the place, and so you stuck around for a postback. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what uh, what kind of things do you take away from from your postback experience that might be different from your experience as an undergrad? Sure. Um, I felt. Like the post back gave me a lot more confidence in what I was going on to do. Um, not that like finishing my degree wasn't and was wasn't confidence boosting, but um, but I hadn't done a lot in the field that I was wanting to go into, and all of my post back was was submersing myself into the field that I was going to go into. So. Um, because my postback was half being the art director and curator and half taking classes. Um, so it was, it was interesting, the lessons that I've, that I learned in my postback because I learned how I like how I learned more about how, how I like to work. Um, and how, uh, because in in my post back, I I mean I had I had a supervisor, but I was very much left to my own devices. Um, it was more of a relationship where I went to them if I needed help, rather than for any sort of direction, um, which is fine. But uh, I do like to have input and to communicate a lot, um, especially with projects like that. Um, I tend because I would I would go to Stacy and like rant for an hour and then I'd have a game plan like that's kind of how I work is that I'll, I'll come up with all these ideas in my head and I'll have like a perfectly planned out timeline and then I will need to speak to somebody so they can poke holes in that or else I'm going to get super frustrated when life doesn't go to the map that I planned in my head. Um, so. And then, so that was like more on the work side where it was, I liked to be more, it was like, I think of it more of like independently collaborative where like, I'm going to do my thing, but I really need to talk to somebody as I do it or before I do it and after I do it to like. Mm -hmm. So kind of like brainstorming buddy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was also the boss of, uh, to uh well I oversaw I don't like the word boss but I was oversaw I oversaw two uh, student workers who we had two, the two of us had very the two of them had very different relationships with me one 
um, was Alex and who I've been friends with for a while. And, um, and then one was, his name was Andrew. And, uh, it was, it was very much like that work friend that you have. Um, so that was just an interesting thing to have where I like, we were on the same level about a lot of things, but it was definitely like, I was the one in charge, uh, Mm -hmm. which was a weird thing to feel. I was like, I like don't think I have that much like I know I know more than you and have more experience in this but like I don't like feeling like that um because I, I feel like that just puts people in a weird headspace like power corrupts like that type of thing I was like I feel uncomfortable um, <laughs> <laughs> um so I tried to like like balance out the relationship yeah, a little balance bit. It in a way yeah. that made me feel comfortable um yeah but then and then uh, in my classes, um, it was a totally different feel because I was always the oldest one, and and uh, in, in my because I took two different classes in two vastly different areas. So I took ancient Greek, and then um, which languages are like come more naturally to me. So I was. I was doing good in that class and and there was only three other kids in the class so we were all like banded together as students and we were like ancient greek is hard (laughs) (laughs) but then in uh the other class that i took was chemistry and so it was like me a 23 22 year old with a bunch of 18 year olds and i was like Mm. this is this is interesting like like I and I was definitely the one that had the least amount of chemistry knowledge. Like I hadn't took a chemistry class since sophomore year of high school. So, um, but I think I did. I did well. Like I wasn't out in the weeds or anything. But, um, but that was just a different, different environment to be in. Um, especially when I got into the sophomore level chemistry class, the second semester. That that was way harder uh than I expected it to be like I almost dropped the class because I was like this is getting like too much for me so um I went to my professor and I was like hey I'm getting into the weeds like this is getting like too much for me um and then she was like she like really reaffirmed me and I feel like she did some like voodoo magic on me because I was like set on dropping the class and then I speak to her for 10 minutes and then I'm like I can totally do this this is fine I'm in it I win it (laughs) um because she was just like you're doing well like don't give up (laughs) um and I was like oh I felt like I was failing because I was I was not getting everything 100% correct um Mm -hmm. which is how I had lived my whole school life up until that point like um, in my chemistry classes, I was getting like 80s. And then in my Greek classes, I was getting 104% on my quizzes. So, and I said that's her. And she was like, well, this isn't Greek and this is not your field. So you shouldn't expect that. And I'm like, oh, I totally don't. But it's just like a total mind boggle to like not see 100% on my papers. Right. Like, it's like right. dissonant with how I feel like my coursework should be um so me getting anything below an a feels like i'm failing um and then uh which 
makes me feel so weird because when I talk to my friends and they're like, I'm so happy I got a C and I'm like, I would be on the floor crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know, like I know it's just different, like the way that I go about school and like all this other stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird the way that work, school works for others and not like, and not for others. It's just the way yeah. things work. But um oh man sorry i just looked out my window and i saw an old man on a moped and it was great (laughs) (laughs) small town yes basically where all the retirees get mopeds and go on sunday cruises um (laughs) yeah so i've got about uh, 10 minutes left so i want to i want to move on to my last couple of questions for you so uh looking back across your uh your college career Mm -hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to students who are still in it? Okay. Um, I would say be as open as possible um, and to not pigeonhole yourself into one specific field. Um, I know I went to a liberal arts school, so it like it's a thing that – I've ingrained into myself, but being able to open yourself up and not just be like one specific subject, um, is something that I think will only benefit you, uh, to be more in, have a breadth, but also a depth. Like I think with, to be engaged in different fields is something that I think is pretty interesting because I was an art person in the science field. Um, so I came about things in a different way and I was using that science for a different purpose than a lot of my peers were. Um, so I think that just brings to light, like the different ways that you can use things and, um, bring concepts from other places and apply them to your field. Um, and I think that's and I think that's how you can elevate yourself um, and put yourself out from the pack. Like if you're applying to a job and and this is the thing that makes you stand out. Like, yeah, I'm some business person, but I'm super interested in how like windmills work. I don't know. If that's a super random like example, but but <laughs> just being a not not just being another brick in the wall, but like something, mm-hmm. something more exciting, I guess. I don't know. Um, I guess that's what I would say is like to be open and to be good at more, not good, but be proficient in more than one thing. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I was in that science class and we had a like group presentations and, uh, some of those presentations were rough. Um, <laughs> So I think I think being able to uh, like be proficient in in multiple things will only get you more in life and yeah. I think you'll get more out of it too cuz then you'll be able, yeah, you'll be able to appreci- appreciate things beyond your world like beyond what your little bubble is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what 
traveling made me do too was because I got to see how other people live and how other people appreciate their own life. So, um, yeah, be open. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, uh, what is next for you? Uh, grad school is next. Um, I am going to the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee for a master's degree in art history, uh, where um, I'm getting paid to go. So that's one of the reasons why I went, um, why I chose to go there is because I have a um, TA position. So I'm going to be helping um, with Art 101 and Art 102 classes, um, which I'm super excited for because, like, I've always kind of had the idea of being a professor. So I think this will help me see if that's actually something that I'd like to do. Um, yeah, I explored that a little bit. Yeah, but I'm just excited for all the opportunities, just being in Milwaukee and being in that program will avail to me. So, yeah, that's well, awesome. Yes. I, uh, so my fam I have family that lives in Madison and so uh, I'm obligated to hate Milwaukee. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, it sounds very exciting and I wish you the best of luck. I thank you again for being on the show. I know it was, uh, something you said you wanted to do forever ago. And so I, uh, I hope it lived up to the hype. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and listeners, thank you for listening to the podcast. Remember that you can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review and help the show grow. You can also follow me on social media, Twitter at MC Leadership Guy, Instagram at MC underscore Leadership Guy, uh, and make sure that uh, you follow along all my speaking and coaching adventures at www.jakespeaks.org. Until next time, take care. Thank you.